0: Hey everyone, this is a special episode of the Church at Severn Run podcast. In this episode, we're going to play a part of a message that Pastor Drew recently delivered as part of our You're Invited series. This section of the message accompanied the week on gentleness, but we felt like this part could really stand alone because it has to do with our approach to teaching and preaching on a Sunday morning. Whether you're new to Severn Run or been here for a while, it's a helpful message to better understand how we desire to see growth here at Severn Run. So here's Pastor Drew speaking about our approach to teaching and preaching. We hope you enjoy. So I, we, we have made a, a major shift in the last year or so and said it was going to be a three or five year shift towards holistic or integral missions to where our emphasis is on living the gospel uh, in, in the broken world. Um, not one day a week or once every seven weeks, but seven days a week Following Jesus and translating our faith into practice. Now, I, I've been doing this for you know almost forty years, and and I've for almost forty years have been hearing this. And then every pastor that I know also hears this. So what I'm about to say is not unique to us. It's every pastor I know in every church everywhere always hears things like this. And that is from time to time people uh, will say something like. Um, like I'm not being fed. Um, and, and and what I want to kind of try to do today is not to defend, because we're not the church for everybody, um, but I want to kind of explain why we do what we do, uh, the kind of church we want to become, and and how we're sort of going to get there. So first of all, let's, let's just start with the I'm not being fed thing. Okay, you notice the tense is a passive tense, right? So a couple of things about that. Number one, Um, here's how sheep eat. Here's how sheep are fed. Um, The little sheepies follow a shepherd, okay? The shepherd's job is to lead to green pastures, right? Uh, Read Psalm 23, everywhere else, he he leads me to to green pastures. Um, So the shepherd leads the little sheepies to green pastures and there the little sheepies eat, the shepherd does not reach down and tear up grass and stuff it in the little sheepy's mouth. The little sheepy's job is to eat what they, what they find around them. Um, the word of God is your seven days a week. The funny thing is um, that a couple of people I've heard this from um, aren't reading it every day. I'm sorry, but that's just something you're gonna have to do. You need to do, you should do. Take the word of God and every day read it. And, and, we're gonna talk about knowledge here for just a second. And, and one of the crazy things about this is sometimes people use not knowing enough as an excuse to not know more. That's kind of crazy, right? Well, I, I don't know enough. Yeah, you do. Jesus said, unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. A child can read the gospel and eternity can dawn in their hearts. Um, in seventh and eighth grade, I remember reading the Bible for the first time in a big brown... Uh, easy chair, being stunned and amazed by what I saw, you know. Um, so, yeah, you can. The other thing is, you know, depending on how deep you want to go, uh, man, you've got online opportunities that that just didn't exist back in my day. You actually had to go someplace. Now you can go to Liberty or someplace else, and there there is a limitless amount of, of depth that you can you can get. So, you need to take responsibility for your spiritual growth, right? And then culturally, you need to be aware of of um you know of just of just culture um you know we are taking one verse, actually one and a half, um and spending nine weeks on it. I don't know how much more you can do in terms of like the Word of God than that nine weeks if we went through the Bible like that, I think it would take like three light years to get through so um so the the real question is uh you know. You know what is knowledge, uh, biblical knowledge, and uh, spell checking is not working on this or anything, so don't worry about that. Um, And so, so what does you know? What are the directions that we take, knowing spiritual and truth? Well. Um, different churches have different directions. And again, we're not the perfect church. We're not the right church. We're not saying that we're better than anybody else. We're just saying, this is where we c- heard Jesus call us to go. This is where we're gonna go. Um, there are, are ways of knowing that that go in two different directions. Um, some, some ways of knowing go to theory. Uh, well, we, we wanna go to practice. Okay? Um, some Ways of knowing uh, move towards abstraction, um, and and this is where you get, um, gosh, uh, you get people fighting over a predestination. And when I was growing up, one of the big deals was um, was kind of what we did with the end times. That was like the real focus. And my church spent an enormous amount of time whether you're premillennial, postmillennial, all millennial. Um, I ended up a pan-millennial, it'll all pan out, you know, but I'm serious, people divided over this stuff, and uh, in in my little cultural um, eddy of of Christendom, um, pre-millennial people wouldn't fellowship with post-millennial people, right? Uh, You're way off in the weeds, because scripture doesn't say nothing about any of that, and and it's just it's just a lot of abstraction uh calvin's institutes you know uh, i'm not against thinking what i'm i'm talking about is the direction of 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 where we're going to take knowing and if you're going to you know make stuff up or just think just understand that, that that i'm thinking abstractions that that is not in scripture and it it's not from from jesus so the the other direction of of, abs, of, of you know from abstraction is um, is to to really kind of keep uh, the main thing, the main thing. What did Jesus say? How did he teach? What was he about? Does this look like Jesus? And one of the questions I began to ask early on, um, which didn't make me too popular with my crowd, was um, what did what did Jesus say about this pre millennial post millennial thing? You know, and then anyway, we we take that all kinds of directions. The the knowing. Um can, can be about power often, um, and, 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 and in my knowing, I get to decide who's in and who's out, or it can be about serving. And, and even, even when we say something like, I want to study the word of God, yes, absolutely, you've got to study the word of God. But even there, um, what's the purpose, who, who does the word of God reveal? Here's here's a paradox. The word of God reveals the word of God. Uh, Scripture reveals Jesus. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It's Jesus. And so so our goal in studying studying scripture is knowing Jesus, to have a a, a proximate personal relationship with him, okay? And and, and it's funny how somehow along the way, this side of things, I'm running out of room, but this side of things uh, becomes very impersonal, whereas it's all about the person of Jesus. And so so can you imagine translating that language and I'm going to study Jesus? You're following Jesus around. What are you doing? I'm studying you. I'm watching you. Jesus said, follow me. You know, uh, not be odd for God or creep me out, but just follow me. And the, and the sense of what he was saying with the follow me was do what I do. Really, really clear that, that I want you to do what I do. In fact, he said in John 13, uh, 12 through 17, you call me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, because I am. Um, but, but see that I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you and and that washing of feet example was not just a literal like okay I want you to go around with uh, water and a cloth and and clean toes that's not the point this was the summation of Jesus life this is the last night of his life John 13 through through 17 18 and and he's he's summing up his entire life I have given you an example that you should do as I have done and so so here's the deal, all real knowing results in doing. We don't do to earn, right? By grace you save through faith, we don't do to earn, we do because we know. and Because our lives have been influenced by Jesus and he lives inside of us, the things he did on earth, we do on earth as well. And, and so uh, we, we talk about um, a bias to action. You know, I'm not interested, and I, and again, from time to time, uh, I run into people who want to talk about how many, you know, angels can, you know, fit on the head of a pen or or, or some other thing, and I, I'm not being anti-intellectual, you know, I, I, at least I'm not intending to be. I'm just saying, you take your thinking in every direction, but eventually bring it back to the living of Jesus in your home. Amen. If you don't start there, I've known a lot of men. Uh, first of all, women are more faithful than men are, for the most part, um, just just keeping it real here, there are more women leading for Christ in their homes than there are men. Uh, We men are a bunch of wimps a lot of times. Um, But but often when a man does start to lead, often, I'll qualify that some, sometimes he then begins to lead um, from a a place of of control instead of serving. That's not how Jesus worked, okay? And so, So the the point of of everything is a bias towards action of doing what Jesus did, of of living his life, of knowing him in relationship, being proximate with him and proximate with with the broken. Uh, A real love for Jesus always translates into a real love for people. And, And many religious people that I know of are mean. They have a high degree of religious knowledge, but that knowing... I wonder if, isn't isn't Jesus. Um, so, so I, I want to uh, just to say that my goal as a, as a pastor and a shepherd is, is not merely to get you to heaven, um, but to um, you know, call your life into bringing the kingdom of God on your way to heaven. You bring heaven to earth on your way to heaven. Uh, but one day I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to give an account of, of how I led you. And that's my goal. I don't really care what you think of me. I I, I mean, I I do, but I don't. I really don't. Um, I care about that day at judgment um, about whether you, my sheep, are where you need to be. And we're given some real clues to that. I want to just read a passage that, again, that kind of sets the tone of of the kind of church we want to be. In Matthew 25, verse 31 through, through 46, I just want to read this story for you. Can kind of get the feel. Again, from the beginning, uh, this is not a parable. All right, this is this is a a telling, This is a prophecy. Uh, when the Son of Man comes in His glory, that's Jesus, and this is Jesus speaking, and all the angels with Him. He will sit on His glorious throne. So just picture that, if you will, somehow in your mind, picture the end of time and Jesus uh, in glory, in power. Um, after having served so beautifully, now he is recognized as authority, absolute, you know, on the throne. All the nations, the ethnos, we're not talking uh, here so much as political boundaries, but all the people groups, all the the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd, because he is the good shepherd, John 10, separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. A little forecasting. You don't want to be a goat. <laughs> you don't want to be on the left. Then the king will say to those, uh, he'll put the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. The king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. I've been thinking about you and preparing this from the beginning. And then listen to this translation. Um, you know, This is Jesus summing up what an inherited eternal life looks like. What true knowing becomes. Okay, the question is what is knowing? Okay, Um, and what I'm suggesting to you is that knowing uh, does not result in uh, religiousness, religiosity. Knowing doesn't result in just, quote, going deeper. Uh, Knowing doesn't just result in collecting abstract doctrines, and priding oneself on on correct religious biblical theory. When you have eternal life inside of you, Jesus said, here's what knowing him, because again, we're not trying to, in the end, know a body of knowledge. We're trying to know a person who has a body, Jesus. Here's what true knowing looks like. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Are you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see a, you a stranger and invited you in? Or, um, or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we ever see you sick and in prison? And, and come and visit you. And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Knowing translates into doing, into action. True knowledge of Jesus, any biblical knowledge of Jesus translates into the living of Jesus. We are want to become, we're not there yet, we want to become a church where every one of us has a bias for action in our lives because this is how we grow. You do not merely grow by attending conference after conference after conference after conference and doing Bible study after Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. You study the word of God daily to know the word of God, Jesus. But the way you're going to grow is by, by letting what you know become who you are, and you live what you know. So, um, again, one man I can think of, you know, very strong and proud of his knowledge of Jesus and very cruel in his home. My take on him, as I met him, you don't know Jesus because you could not treat your son like that. You could not treat your wife like that. You could not be this cruel and harsh Today we're going to talk about gentleness. You could not be that way and and be have your heart beating with the heart of Jesus. It, it, It doesn't work. A bias for action. Love well, we say. Live, Jesus. I don't want you to know theory about him. And I don't want you to stay away from the journey and adventure because you don't think you know enough to begin. You do. Follow me, Jesus said. A child can do that. Um, believe big all three of those things are action items and and it calls you into the kind of knowing that's going to result in you growing all the other stuff is 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 going to make you in danger of being fit for hell um, Lord, Lord, Matthew 7, didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do all these things in your name? Mm, yeah, but you, were, you, 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 you didn't do them in the right order. You, you did um, to, to show not to know. I never knew you. We begin with the knowing and, and all of the, the transformed living comes from that. And again, it starts at home. It changes who you are as a wife, a husband, a student. Uh, kids, I gotta tell you, if you're a lousy student, And you know Jesus, you're sinning against a holy God. Because in school, you're required to do your best. Your best might be a C or a D. But you're sinning against God if you're getting a C and your best is an A. Because knowing Jesus translates into being different, being better, being obedient. So Jesus goes on to say, The king will reply, truly, I tell you that whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. (laughs) So again, let's take this knowing thing. How do I know Jesus? I'm with him. How am I with him? Well, the paradox is I'm with him um, in in my reading of the scriptures. I'm with him in the surrender of my heart. And and I'm with him in in allowing um, this knowing to translate into action. And then my action moves me out into a broken world. And guess who I meet again in the broken world? Jesus. And so it starts with my knowing, and then it ends with my, my knowing, and, and, and on both bookends, there's Jesus. Again, study after study, conference after conference, um, that does not translate into the fruit of the Spirit, which is why we're doing this series, um, is, is, is stuff that makes us fit for hell. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you who are cursed. Now listen, listen to this language. These were people who called Jesus Lord. These were people who, who, you know, there's no obvious sins here. There's no obvious murders, no obvious uh, rapes, robberies, you know, um, the theft. Um, but, but listen to this. Um, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Ouch. This is what I don't want for any of you. This is what I'm... Um, you know, responsible for as a shepherd to lead you away from. And uh, for I was hungry, verse 32, uh, and you gave me nothing to drink, to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, verse 43, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you didn't look after me. Your, your vision, Jesus is saying, of what it meant to know me was a do-nothing vision. Your vision of knowing me was a vision of you being able to do what I couldn't do, and that is ignore hurt and pain and and need in the world around you. You could do that where I couldn't. How do you put that together? I came out of heaven because I couldn't just look upon this brokenness and stay where I was. I was moved towards it. You claimed to know me, but, but you weren't moved towards it. Then Jesus said, they will also answer, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or ever see you um, a, a stranger, thirsty, not give you something to drink, sick, and, and not, you know, look after you in prison and not visit you? Lord, when did this ever happen? And, and Matthew twenty five forty four says, 45 says, and he will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. A disciple is not merely someone who studies the word for theory, but who follows the word, capital W, for life. And follows him for life into life. (laughs) And, And John 13, 17 says, now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Here's the way you're gonna grow. Do what Jesus said and start at home. Right? Do what Jesus said and start at work. Do what Jesus said and start at school. Do what Jesus said and start where you live. Um, James one twenty two talks about a spirit of deception that's at work in in the spiritual realm and 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 where we live. Uh, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. You know, even the language of of, of being a Christian. You know, do I still use the language? Yeah, but not so much uh, because in America. If you're born in America, for the most part, I'm a Christian. Uh, Again, that's your vision of knowing. Let's reframe the question this way in terms of of knowing. Are you a follower of Jesus? It's a little different question. And so, um, uh, you know, I I just want to say that we want to be a church that discovers Jesus bravely on the battlefields with hell. Um, not in classrooms that are only building religion. That's our goal. And when we gather together in our, in our connection groups, that's doing life that looks like heaven. Uh, and and, and there's, there's all kinds of learning and that building up is for ascending out. And let me just finish this sermon within a sermon this way uh, just by, by saying this. Um, this is Jesus and, and this is his spirit inside of us and this is This is knowing. And, and for many of us, our, our way of being is Jesus pours himself out on us and, and we are resistant and religious and a lot of other things. Um, and, and, and what Jesus wants is to be able to pour himself into us and to fill us up with himself. John 3.30, John recognized the truth of this. He said, I must decrease, he must increase. So I die, he lives. That's the way this thing works. And when I'm dead, whoever's, whoever's living is who comes out of you, right? If, if you are full of you, then you going to come out of you. If you're dead and Jesus is alive in you, then who's coming out? So let me just wrap up this, this part to say, if you really want to know What part of heaven got into you in the end? It it would be measured by what part of heaven came out of you on earth. And that's the kind of church that we want to become. The kind of people that allowed the word of God in so that the word of God, Jesus, Jesus, could be lived out. All right, we done cleaned some house. And I just wanted to set a tone and help you explain why we do what we do, why I preach like I preach. I don't claim to be the best. I'm humble that you guys are even here. You know, I could see some of you getting suckered into one, one week, right? You didn't know any better. <laughs> and you were too embarrassed to leave. You know, that's rude. Although people do that from time to time, you know, that's okay too. Um, but I am humbled that, that you come back and, and I don't offer you anything as, as a professional or an expert um, you know this is just what I believe Jesus told me to do with my life and, and I get to do it with you and we get to do this together and we get to make a difference in, in a broken world so let's grow amen let's truly love well live Jesus and in all the challenges and the heartaches and the, and the pain of life, let's believe really big. Thanks so much for listening today. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, share it, or give us a review. You can also see video versions of our messages on our YouTube and Facebook pages. And catch our services live every Sunday on Facebook Live at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Thanks so much for being a part of this everyone family.